This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson-Burns, writer and the protagonist of Heroin Training. Today, we are reflecting on The Artist's Way, Week 8, recovering a sense of strength. And joining me is my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? Zandra, my art life is... <laughs> it's a uh, so artist's way. Mm-hmm. I had a great week in terms of just capital C creativity. Um, I had this experience last on Wednesday where I had two photo shoots and one of them was early in the morning and then the other was like sunset and it was going to be a super hectic day. You know, as anyone who listens to this show knows, I'm a solid night owl, so early morning shoots are not ideal. And I planned the middle of my day to be like, come back home, rest, talk to no one, do nothing, preserve energy, Um, because that's that's very draining to do two shoots in one day. And uh, and then I got home after my first shoot. And I was feeling enlivened because I am an extrovert. And so it actually gave me energy to be around someone and to be shooting. And then long story short, I I somehow ended up in this research spiral. And I read this quote from someone and um, I ended up getting this surge of inspiration. And I wrote a poem which... I, I, I just said, it, it, I read something that inspired me and I laughed and I said, that poem writes itself. And then I said to myself, but what if you did, Grace? <laughs> what? I said, what if you wrote this poem that you are saying writes itself? And so I started speaking it out loud because there were all of these concepts I've collected on this subject, you know, for the past few years. And suddenly this whole freaking poem was just written. You know, I was just speaking it. And I grabbed my journal, grabbed my bag to to go to the next shoot. And I wrote the whole damn poem on the way there. And I, the next day, was meeting up with a writer friend. We had said we would cook dinner together. And she, uh, my friend Kira, she is like this amazing writer uh, who was wanted to bring a short film script for me to read um, just to share. And I was said to her, I said, well, just so you know, I wrote a poem. So maybe I'll read it to you. I said, I've never written a poem really before, and but I figure maybe I'll share it. And then I did and I got to share it and I actually taped it for for you and uh, another for Lori. Um, some people were curious. So I just like taped myself performing it. Uh, but my life, my art life is just it's so artist way, Sandra. It's so artist way to have all of this creative energy right now to write in a new medium that I've never really written before, but that I love so much. I love poetry and it felt so good to have something just spill out of me. So um I'm just loving this energy that I have. Uh, and it does feel like a sense of strength. It feels like I have a sense of strength. Yes, we get to talk about your poem. <laughs> oh my gosh, you said I had the great, great pleasure and joy and surprise of receiving this performance in my inbox because it's it's not just a poem, but you perform it and it's uh, like a multidisciplinary production 
like the, you. the art that you do. And I was like, is she going to bring it up? Is it a secret poem? I don't know. Can we talk about it? But now I get to gush about how great it is. Thank you. Ah, and and how like it's it's one of those surprising moments that like I shouldn't be surprised because you read so much poetry and you watch so much poetry performance that like of course of course you would write a poem and it's so cool to hear you just tell that story about where the starting off point was for the poem because I recognize one of the lines that recurs and it's just oh it's so cool to hear about your process thank you so much and yeah i mean there's something about momentum like there's something about this the energy of the the high creative output day where i was expecting to need to rest and hide away it was the opposite it ended up motivating me to create more it was like energy begets energy um and then I think that there there's just something to be said for like, you know, this, the the poem itself is is I'm happy to talk about the the subject matter. I I don't want to or sh- I can't share the poem because it's very obviously about a specific actor I had a relationship with, and so it's like I can't really share this because the details are too specific in it. Um, but it was there's something about the rightness of like. The story is there. You know, this was like three years now that I've been able to sort of process. And it all was just in me. It was ready. The metaphors were there. Um, and I don't know. There, there You know, I've, I've spoken to so many writers and other performers uh, all as well, like, even, you know, actors who's, who say, like, it's if you're pushing to find it, you're not going to find it. It's like you have to absorb as long as it takes. You have to let things process as long as they take. And then when the story is ready to be told, it just comes out of you. And I found that as an actor for sure. That the best performances are when I'm like, it's like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Because I'm so in it that it's just, the story is just coming out of me. I am that person. And with this, with writing something, you know, in a medium I don't write in, um, I just love reading, it came out of me so easily. And because it was time, clearly. It was just time. And I didn't need to try to write something. It was just ready to be told. I love how it was time, even though you had purposefully scheduled out any activity. Yes. And I'm wondering, because hearing you talking about acting and creating in this way, I know that you put in the time. You put in the time to train and to study and to read. And and then the like creating something feels separate and random and that can be really magical when it happens and also really frustrating when it hasn't happened in a while and you're just waiting around for it. I'm wondering how your day would have gone if you had scheduled in in the most well-meaning way possible like oh you know it would be really great to wind down from this day of modeling is 
to like fit in an artist date in the middle of it and I'll like have fun and write a poem. It's so the opposite of that, right? <laughs> right. Well, because also, I mean, if I had told myself I need to watch this movie, I need to read this book, or I need to write for 30 minutes. If I had told myself to do that, um, in that window of time, I wouldn't have happened upon the piece of information that inspired the poem. I never would have happened upon that if I had been doing something on purpose. And it's funny because we did sort of talk about this last week, too. You talked about this, about ideas and stillness and what happens, you know, when you're not forcing yourself to do things. And then here I am, a week later, telling you the same thing. This has definitely been my writing process lately. I've written the last two essays that I've published, like, in the middle of the night on my phone. Yes. And it's just, like, all come out at once. And, that's, and I have a third one lined up that is in that realm as well. And so I've just, like, stopped making myself try to write things. And that's, I that's, love this for you. That's kind of, like, what my How Is My Art Life was about today is, like, I'm not really trying. I am just adoring this moment in our lives. And it's such an interesting thing to come upon, though, while we are also doing the artist's way. Because... I think at other times in my life, um, it's supposed to be about unblocking your creativity, right? So I've approached the artist's way with a like, here's the problem that I need to fix. Like, I'm not doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing or I want to be doing. I'm not acting or I'm not, um, you know, creating at the, the level that I want to. And now we both did the book or I'm doing the book and you just completed it during a time when we are artists professionally. That is our full-time gig. And so I'm not looking at it as much as like, you know, here's the problem that I need to fix. It's a different space this um, this time for me going through the artist's way. And I I love how you're you're not scheduling yourself on like what you need to write about and what time you have to write. And and for me, it was like just creating in a completely different medium and being honestly really proud of what I came up with. And we're not trying to become artists or fix a problem, but something about the momentum is like still freeing us. I think there was something in me. I'm just trying to think back to when I started The Artist's Way, what my intention was. And I talked a little bit about one of them last week with racial identity and writing about that. And I think overall, I didn't have any question about whether I'm an artist. Recording this show and talking to you has really solidified that for me. But I, I do think I came in with this masculine goal of being a better artist of like improving my art. And I was surprised that so much of that was about letting go, letting go of control and taking care of myself. 
there's this quote that I wrote down about this week, which is, most blocked creatives have an active addiction to anxiety. We prefer the low-grade pain and occasional heart-stopping panic attack to the drudgery of small and simple daily steps in the right direction. That really resonated with me because even though I'm taking this, the small daily steps, I still feel like I need to be anxious about it. Like I'm not taking my work seriously if I'm not like feeling badly about it sometimes. And that's something I know is not, does, is not mandatory, but is really helpful to hear reiterated in this book. There's something in there too, like I want to own up to where I think that this round of The Artist's Way, um, because I, you know, in the past year, I did have a lot of wins. You know, I was able to, like, just get by, first of all, um, in the middle of, like, the pandemic. I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to survive as an artist. But, like, you know, I had the things with the art gallery, and I had all these modeling wins come up, and, you know, little things here and there where I learned so much and created in a new medium. And I do think I came to the artist's way this time with an agenda of, well, now I have to focus on acting, right? I have to focus on this, like, the reason I'm doing the artist's way now is, you know, stop all this BS, like... Not stop necessarily, but it's what you're saying. It's like I have this anxiety. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I have to achieve this thing though. Yeah, I'm like making things, but I'm not the one singular word that I decided that I moved to LA for and therefore I have to prove. So now I need to do the artist's way to prove. And I need to unblock acting, you know? Like I need, I need to book a role and then I will have done the artist's way this time. And it's such a, it's so silly because what we're talking about, and I love that quote too. I love that passage. Is it like, it's like, what if what you're doing is enough? What if enjoying the process is enough? You know, this is the chapter where she really gets into process over product. And in the past couple weeks, I still do have that anxiety not just about acting, but the achievement anxiety, the define yourself in one word category um, anxiety. And then I've had these moments of peace too, where I've been able to say, this art life you're living is pretty cool. Like, what if it was enough? You have nothing to prove. What if you looked back on your life and said, I made all of these different things with different people? Cool. I have nothing to prove. I always see it as a sign when Eve Babbitts comes up in the reading, too. Yes! Thank you for bringing her up. She is a, a favorite of both of ours and when you describe this like doing cool things and just living an art life basically I think of her because I discovered her a couple of years ago and shared her with you immediately because she's our kind of person and my reaction was how have I never heard of this incredible being <laughs> and that's kind of part of the 
allure that's part of the like what that that's I'm just interested that my thought process went there of like she's so interesting therefore like she should be the most famous person ever and she is surrounded by famous friends and so there's that's part of it but like you you don't need to be fully visible to the planet like that's not necessarily like an outcome of living the best art life there's something to like having this private experience that is self-fulfilling yeah and i'm so glad she's mentioned in this chapter and i'm so glad that you just reminded me that she is because when i read her writing i'm like this is the thing who she was and you know she was a photographer for all of these like huge rock and roll stars in the heyday of rock in like the late 70s and um she she is also an essayist and she's also a fiction writer and it's like she had this full art life and really interesting people and i remember her in her in one of her books just talking about dinner parties just throwing dinner parties and how that was part of her art almost is the is cooking for people and getting all these interesting people together. And I, I very much relate to that. Um, yeah. So what a perfect time for her to be mentioned and right. I mean, it's like, isn't that enough? And the people who know about Eve Babbitts are definitely my kind of people and your kind of people. Um, and just in case we will for sure put some links to our bookshop with yes. Eve Babbitt's books to get you started. Yes. She's just such an interesting person and, and you know, has had one of the most wild and and fascinating art lives out there. But um but yeah, it's exactly it's like I read her work and her, you know, her writing, and I'm like, that's the dream. And I don't think of her as just a writer. I don't think of her as a rock photographer. I just think of her as a person living a very cool art life. And her writing is about that, too. When you read about her her memoirs of just going about her day, you can that's where I get the sense of how she lives her life. And it is so cool. Grace, I was wondering, because we've talked about the past times that you have gone through the artist's way and you've had such huge milestones as a result of that, did you feel pressure this time around to have some sort of breakthrough? That's such a great question, Sandra. I think that's what I, I scheduled for myself, right? It's like I said, you will unblock booking an acting role. Like what? Also, like I just did. Like I, I like uh, at the end of the year, I filmed something I loved. You know, I'm making stuff all the time. So it's also like, what is, what is it that I was looking for? What what I, did I? What what the heck was it that I was looking for? The validation I felt thought that I needed. I don't really need. And th I mean, that's the bigger gift, right? But yeah, I mean, I think because when I talk about the artist's way, I talk about outcomes I've had after doing it, where it's like, I wrote and produced this short film, I moved to LA, you know, those are sort of measurable things that happened 
because I had creative momentum and I do think I had pressure on myself. But, you know, it's funny that I I thought that I could like plan what the breakthrough would be because both of those outcomes did not really happen because of some sort of like planning. You know, the short film that I wrote and produced that that happened way down the line, like that happened in the last couple weeks of The Artist's Way, the momentum that started picking up and, and my writing it. It's not like I started the book saying, this is what I will get out of it. And even with moving to LA, I, I chose to move more quickly and it happened really beautifully, but that wasn't on the agenda in a scheduled way when I started the book. Um, and yeah, this time around, it's funny. I think I tried to, to put, I did put that pressure on myself. And the great thing though, is that I can't control it. I can't control the outcomes. And I had this other beautiful thing happen, which is like writing a poem because Zandra, I love poetry. I wrote this poem that I'm proud of. That's like a full piece. And I, I never would have planned that because I would have told you I'm not a poet. I like poetry. I'm not a poet. And wow, so awesome. So I created something new that I'm proud of that I, in a medium, I respect, but also like, I think this time around, maybe at least, you know, here we are week eight. I think that there's something to be said for this experience being about acceptance for the process enjoy enjoyment of the process it's about really getting into the flow this is great this feels good this is enough how fitting for the episode where we completely abandoned our format oh yeah we did hello <laughs> <laughs> if you were expecting some lean-in music sorry <laughs> not we're just, sorry we're just in the flow we're in the flow we're enjoying the process you know, there's another th part of the of this chapter that I really loved this week. And I've done an ideal day exercise before in another book and I've I've really benefited from that kind of like task, like really sitting down and writing down your ideal day. But um I loved that in the tasks for this week there was this thing talking about your dream life. Uh, what is the specifics of your dream? And I love that they used acting as the example because, yeah, like what someone might want out of acting could be attention and glamour and they could be perfectly happy being on uh, – the example in the book was like a soap opera. Um, and I would also say like, you know, something like a CW show, Right where there's tons of people watching and you make great money and you often wear amazing things and look beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the other example for acting in the book was like, you know, someone who really needs like heavy text work and, and good reviews and to be around like, to be around whatever smart people and to have the critics approve and that person needs to be doing stage work and 
for myself, like that part of this chapter was really helpful as an actor, but just as an artist in general, because the past few years, the past year, actually, it's really, it was really 2020. The One of the biggest wins for me has been realizing how much stuff is not for me. Like how many projects, how many people, how many ideas, and even how many as an actor, like networks, um, you know, tones are so not interesting to me. And like, I would be miserable. I, you know, I watch some CW shows and they're, they're so entertaining and like, I love them, but I would be miserable, honestly. Probably shouldn't say this on air because watch me get cast in like eight seasons of a CW show next. Um, just, just, no, that won't happen because I would, it's not right for me. Like, I wouldn't be happy on one of those shows, um, especially the more sort of glamorous ones. Oh, and I my just, I, yeah, which, which are your favorites? I love and the you CW. And I have, like, and that's great, right? I watch some of them too, and, and they're your favorites. And you and I have pretty different taste when it comes to like TV and film, especially. And that's great. Like, we, we do have things we share, but, um, but just like, it's very empowering. It gives me a sense of strength to do that exercise and to go, I actually know what I want to do. I know what I'm right for. And like, I don't just want anything. I don't just want any validation. And I have very specific interests that I can focus in on and get excited about. And performance poetry, spoken word, like that's one of them. That fits in. I was just at an astrology workshop yesterday, also with Black Moon Botanica, who I mentioned previously. And there's this big emphasis on how you have to look at astrology holistically. So you can't just look at someone's sun sign because there's also the house that it was in and the other, the aspects to the other parts of your chart. And you can't just look at one planet or you can't just look at a list of all of the planets. There, it, it, it all fits together and works cohesively to represent a person. And that just makes sense with life as well. And even, Grace, hearing you talking about performance poetry and poetry as a, a medium that you don't do, create, Normally, I watched your video, and my first reaction was, oh, it's so good to see you acting. Like, it's so good to see you performing. And I, it feels like it's not such a departure because it's just sort of like building a bridge between what you do, what you're good at, what you're interested in for fun. It's just like this connector. Yeah, there's so much good in this chapter about process, about just step by step, about focusing on what you can do, what who you are already, how that is enough. And um and I'm really seeing some benefits now, right? I I feel like I'm in the I'm in the spot. I'm in this this part of the journey now of the artist's way where okay, like I'm seeing the results. This was a results week. 
And some of it's external, but some of it's internal too. Some of it's just this feeling of more peace. The internal results were were definitely the most meaningful for me going through the artist's way. And you know, literally, the my one big takeaway was I don't eat dairy anymore. <laughs> that is an internal win. But I also I love that. <laughs> You're like, I made a promise to myself. I kept it. Thanks, yeah. Artist Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went through so many exercises of like, what is the payoff for upsetting your stomach? And it's like, fine, nothing. It's not worth it. You're right. Fine. But I did this ideal, ideal day exercise. And I teach this. I have a workshop where I lead people through dreaming up their ideal days. So I, I too, am very familiar with this type of work. I, I love to do this on airplanes. I think I mentioned in my air, in our airplane episode, d- mapping out my ideal day is like a favorite hobby of mine. But something about doing it as a task for this just opened me up in such an exciting way. I was in a coffee shop writing for six pages. I did not put any constraints on myself at all and just like wrote in detail, in depth from start to finish my ideal, ideal day. And those of you who have been following my work on heroin training might know about my literary cottage industry dream, which is chronicled on in my writings through literary cottage logs. Steve and Snug and I are looking to move to the wilderness and start a farm, and um, it it must be literary and must live in the in the woods and just write in the woods. If you've seen the Taylor Swift folklore Long Pond Studio sessions um, film that we talked about before, it's like that cabin. <laughs> that is specific. I wonder how many consecutive episodes we can talk about that film, by the oh, way, because it, it is accepted. just a, it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's exactly on theme this week, too. So let's just keep it going. <laughs> have you seen have you seen this Taylor Swift Disney Plus special yet? If not, <laughs> um, go go see my future home. And I think I actually wrote those very words. It's like, I am in a cottage like the one in the Long Pond Studio sessions. And I just wrote out, like, what would my ideal day be like in this dream life that I'm working towards? And a few key details slipped in that I wouldn't have paid attention to if I weren't trying to chronicle this daily life thing. Because, like, I know some of the big details, like... It would be so nice to have a built-in recording studio, like in the movie, where I <laughs> I can record this podcast. I know some of the big things, um, and like Steve has his vegetables all mapped out, but some things that slipped in were like, I have my writing routine in the morning at my dedicated writing desk, and then... I was like, well, what do I do to like take a break because I can't be sitting there writing for hours straight, like Stephen King. It's not my style. (laughs) What do I do to take a break? And I was like, I will play guitar and write music. And this was not something that is part of my daily life now, but or it, it wasn't at the time. But I was like, why don't I do that now? I have a guitar now. 
And so that was like the first little inkling of an idea. And I've I've talked about in a previous episode how I've been songwriting. And then the other gem was like part of my ideal day is taking time to cook and enjoying it. And I don't like cooking, but like ideally I want to get there and just the the intention that I, I I want to, that potential joy was enough to like keep me going. I love that you sat down and wrote six pages, first of all. Amazing. And I love that new things are coming up because you have done this exercise several times before. I love the evolving that you're witnessing. But the thing I'm really excited about is like, you know, six years from now, like 10 years from now, etc. What parts of of the ideal day will you be living and what else will you have added in? Because it feels very real, you know, it feels it's not like some some fantasy often like never never land. It's this is stuff that's gonna happen. And you're doing the work, right? You're doing these little tasks, you're doing these planning to actually realize these dreams in your practical life. So I'm just really excited for like this conversation again where you're like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I went back over and I saw my ideal day from five years ago and I'm doing all those things now. And it's so funny how I also added in X or I added in this project, you know, it's just so exciting to think about. Evolution is a good word for it because it does change. Like there will be things that I wrote down on that paper that won't come true because they've changed my mind. And there will be things, I mean, for the most part, the things that I was excited about were things that I could imagine myself doing in my ideal world that I can start doing now. And I hadn't thought to. But when I teach this exercise, I do encourage the fantasy and particularly to draw on your favorite fantasy worlds from fiction. Yes. That's really fun. <laughs> I would like for a team of songbirds to dress me in the morning. That's what I was going to so... say. <laughs> Literally, that's the example. <laughs> I think I got that from your from oh. your work. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm quoting you. Oh, thank you. TM, heroin <laughs> training. Um, I just thought that that example was so lovely because yes, I do want that. I would like some bluebirds to sing to me and chirp, chirp, bring me my coffee and help me get dressed. <laughs> this is so lovely. Chirp, chirp, bring me my coffee. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> ah, but I love that. I love deciding because some people will be like, no, I don't want birds. I don't want cartoon animals at, at, at any part of my day. But if you do, then there's something to like, well, maybe you want to enjoy getting dressed more. Maybe you want to um, to put some little stuffed birds in your in your wardrobe. I will tell you one of the funniest things that has come out of 
the fantasy aspect um what has been talking about my my ideal home my ideal living situation yes so i used to joke but i'm not really joking um and this is a very is a very slytherin thing to say but i'm like what's my so i went on okay here's what happened i went on the pirates of the caribbean ride at disney a couple of years ago i love this story already there was this very weird moment where i'm in the cave and it's like full of this buried treasure and i'm on this like like moonlit river <laughs> and i'm like i'm like this is where i'd like to live i'm like this seems awesome and so i was trying to describe to my little brother later on i was like i think my ideal home is like a cave <laughs> In the middle of a mountain full of buried treasure with just like, like the moon just like coming through the cracks. And he was like, are you Smaug the dragon? I was from the And I was like, oh my God, I'm describing like Smaug's lair. Who am I? What? But it's, I'm like, I want it. I want it. Can't explain to you how to make it happen, but it is what I want and it is the aesthetic I'm going for. And it inspires me. It really does. Wow. I love this Tolkien pirates mashup for you. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just like shiny things, some, you know, some space for myself, you know, some some uh just quiet and and creative time um beauty everywhere around me <laughs> uh it's yeah it's so funny and it's also you know it's like a funny way to make fun of yourself a little bit you know in a good way in a healthy way play up the fantasy and be like i'm so silly or i'm such a slytherin or whatever you know it's like i want to live in a dungeon in the middle of a freaking mountain what is wrong with me but I want it. Um, it's it's just so fun, and you know, and I, yeah, it's. But the the beauty of your exercise that you that you wrote, and the way that we can tie it into this is also like, okay, so how do I incorporate that? You know, what are the steps? What are the little steps that set me up for the life that I want? That you know, maybe bluebirds aren't going to get me dressed, but maybe I can like open the windows and listen to the birds chirp. And like sit outside or while I drink my coffee, whatever it is. Maybe I get a pet bird. Maybe I get a pet parrot. I could do that. You could. Grace, what is the art life? <laughs> the art life is living your fantasy. Zandra, what is the art life? The art life is in a cave, if you want it to be, and it is going off the rails. We did. <laughs> Every now and then, just got to trust the process, trust the flow. Yeah, and I think we did go off the rails, but it's also completely what this week was about for me. It's like, man, I had way more fun when I let myself go off the rails. And I created something really beautiful when I wasn't trying to like agenda. So we um we had a reader review that I'm really excited about. Um, we have on the show been been saying to people like at the end of every episode, 
answer the question, what is the art life in a podcast app, iTunes store review, and we will read it out on the show. So my friend Cody, um, who's doing the artist's way with us, who's been listening and and started the book along with us, uh, he sent us a review today and I really loved it. So he answered the question, what is the art life with a review saying, the art life is many things in my opinion. It's an amazing entanglement of passion, love, critical thinking, and art. We can all create art without being, quote-unquote, artists. Cooking a great meal for your family is art. Decorating your house is art. Reading a book is art, which creates thoughts and pictures in your mind while you read. And of course, doodling, drawing, painting, or sculpting something out of Play-Doh or even Legos is art. Creating something, anything, is art. Creating nothing and standing still will only keep you in your state of mind where it currently is. If you want happiness, you need to create and cultivate that creativity always. I love getting these reviews and increasing the vocabulary that we use on this show to talk about this concept of the art life. I'm adding entanglement into the mix. And I really love this description of creating thoughts and pictures in your mind when you're reading and reading as an act of creativity. So thank you, Cody, for sharing. Yeah, I really appreciate this review. It is exactly what we're trying to communicate with the show. And I think in a lot of ways, it's exactly what the artist's way is helping people unblock as well. So thank you, Cody. And um, for those listening, like leave us a review in the iTunes store, your podcast app, answer the question, what is the art life? And we will read this on the show. Zandra, you mentioned your writing tonight, today. <laughs> you mentioned your literary cottage logs, which you have been so passionate about. So for those who are listening and want to learn more, where can people find your art? Follow along with my cottage seeking journey on heroinetraining.com. I have the first one pinned on my archives page so that you can begin at the beginning. There have been three now, um, just chronicling the the cottage adventures chapter by chapter and really enjoying celebrating the process of moving and looking for a new home because I've moved a lot and I'm determined to make it really fun. Like I, I, moving can be pleasant, I have learned, and I'm just like challenging myself to make it an adventure by telling the story that way. So that is at heroinetraining.com. You can sign up for my newsletter and get the newest writings in your inbox for free. And on my Patreon, I also have an audiobook form for all of the writing that I publish. So you can hear me speak the literary cottage logs, etc. to you at patreon.com slash heroine training. Grace, one day I look forward to you performing this poem for everyone. In the meantime, where can people find your art? Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to that too. That and others, more poems to come. Um, in the meantime, if you are wanting to keep up with me and what I am creating, I am best found on Instagram, which is Grace Gordon Official. 
that is where I post pretty much daily, either in my stories or my uh, my feed, talking about what I'm up to, posting modeling work, um, reposting my, the movies I've been watching, all of these things. It's a great place to keep up with my daily life and what I am creating. And uh, yeah, and there's some projects I'm working on right now that I'll be able to link to soon. So stay tuned and stay listening to The Art Life. Thanks for being here, everyone. Until next time, from my side of the world, I wish you all a good morning. And from my side of the world, I wish you all a good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson-Burns. You can find us online and subscribe to our newsletter at theartlife.show. And send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91617. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.